Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 99. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, join me on this episode. I pray that it's an encouragement. If it's your first time, I hope that uh, you find something wonderful here. If you've been with me on this journey, I thank you for following along. Um, So it's been several days, maybe more than a week possibly since I uploaded a new episode. And I didn't really have anything pressing on me and uh, just enjoying some of the extra time, but uh, something has been kind of stood out to me here recently, and it was kind of in just some of my personal reading that it just struck me. I I mean, it really gripped my heart when I came across this. It was this very small, um, small section of Scripture that... um, it just gave me a new sense of wonder uh, for Jesus and the mission and what he what he was seeking to accomplish. I mean, I, I, I'm not um, settled, maybe is a decent word, for what I've discovered in it. I think there's there's so much more if I would if I would go on the journey of exploring it. Um, really commit myself to to thinking on it and, and letting the Lord speak to me. But um, I do want to just, I guess, share this little appetizer. Um, so I don't f- foresee this to be a long episode, um, but I do pray that it is effective in maybe re-highlighting the person of Jesus. So we're going to start in Leviticus. Interesting one, huh? Um, it's going to be in chapter 21. Um, I'll be reading out of the NIV, but um, all of them are wonderful, so I enjoy them all. Uh, so this is Leviticus 21, and we're going to start in verse 16, and um, I'll just read to where we end. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, For the generations to come, None of your descendants. Now remember, the Lord is telling Moses this to say to Aaron. We know that Aaron is the priestly line. This chapter is rules for priests. Now, keep in the back of your mind, okay? Remember, those who belong to God are priests, unto God. I think it was Peter, maybe Paul, one of the two said that um, that we are priests under this new covenant. Now, um, so, but this is an, this is an Old Testament, an Old Covenant perspective that God is giving guidelines to Moses to communicate to Aaron. So this is some framework, some context for what we're reading. So the Lord, verse 16, the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, for the generations to come, none of your descendants who has a defect may come near to offer the food of his God. No man who has any defect may come near. No man who is blind or lame 
disfigured, or deformed. No man with a crippled foot or hand, or who is a hunchback or a dwarf, or who has an any eye defect, or who has festering or running sores or damaged testicles. No descendant of Aaron the priest who has any defect is to come near to present the food offerings to the Lord. He has a defect. He must not come near to offer the food of his God. He may eat the most holy food of his God as well as the holy food. Yet, because of his defect, he must not go near the curtain or approach the altar. And so, desecrate my sanctuary. I am the Lord who makes them holy. One thing, um, I guess that I will preface what we discuss here is myself I say this first and foremost to myself but hopefully it would resonate with you listening as well I ask God to give me to give you a fresh fear of the Lord when we approach scripture a a reverence for the reality of the weight of God's Word. Whatever book we're reading, whatever chapter, whatever verse, when we encounter God's Word, I pray that we do so with a reverent hunger, both a fear and boldness. You know, we can come, we come boldly before the throne. This is, um, I heard this today in some teaching that I was um, per- gathering <laughs> or that I was listening to. A throne is a fearful thing. Why? Because there is one who sits upon a throne with power and authority that, that is above the one who would approach And so a throne is a fearful thing. But we are instructed to come boldly. And so there is this there is this equal measure of of two realities, of one of fear and one of boldness. And we are to live in that dynamic um, that seemingly opposing reality uh, of of fear of of reverent awe of of you know the the Isaiah reality of you know I'm a man of unclean lips god and even Daniel when when he is getting the revelations from from the one who would visit him he his strength leaves him and he needs strength to just even say i am i need strength to even receive this revelation from you he needs to be strengthened to re- to just express that he is unable <laughs> 
to receive this wonderful thing from the from this messenger and 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 he's touched he's strengthened and emboldened to be able to receive so i i first and foremost pray that we would we would come to the word of the lord in such a in such a place of both um in both awe and fear of the weight of it, but also the majesty and the wonder and the the boldness that we can have because of whom we belong to. So it was a little side tr- sidetrack there. I didn't expect, but but it's so powerful and important. And I would pray that for both you and I. Now, when we think about this text here in Leviticus twenty one. Um, I guess it was 16 through 23. It's it's a very heavy thing to consider. And, and why is that? Because God lays out these parameters for for any of his any of his descendants, his priestly descendants from generations to come who cannot come to uh, they, they may not approach the curtain uh, or the altar and so desecrate his sanctuary. So there is this place of, of limitation for one who would have these specific defects, blind, lame, disfigured, deformed, crippled, crippled hands or, or feet, hunchback or dwarf, anyone with eye defects, these any with festering or, or running sores or oddly enough even damaged testicles I, it, it is it is a overwhelming thing to consider you know if it put your put yourself in the place of of one who may fall within these categories and it's a it's a kind of a, dis, a disqualification that you you cannot come near because of this thing that that ails you. And as I was exploring this, and and it it completely gripped me because it struck me that Jesus came and reclaimed these Leviticus twenty one um, individuals. These who were on the be forced to the outskirts to the um, to those who were not welcome or even able. This isn't this isn't a commandment of man. This is a commandment from God. The Lord says to Moses, they cannot approach. So this isn't some tradition of man. This is a a word from God. So that, you know it it carries truth and it carries weight, and it's. And it's, it's sad. But, but in even in the midst of, of that sadness, we think about when Jesus came, he reclaimed those who were on the outskirts. You know, um, I don't I don't have anything prepared for this, um, and uh, scripture recall is definitely one that I wish I was better at, but. We look at um, Matthew, and uh, I pulled this back right before. 
Jesus is approached by some disciples that were sent from John the Baptist who was in prison. And they, they ask him, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? This is Matthew 11. And Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy, or you could even just say more generally, those with various skin diseases are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Think, take yourself through, and I, and I hope that as I'm even talking about this, you are starting to think of particular accounts, uh, particular um, interactions, encounters, where Jesus engages with these very ones who, who were cast away from the inner sanctuary of God, from that from that special uh, sanctified place of encounter. Um, we'll look at, um, just flipping through here, Matthew chapter 8, Jesus heals a man with leprosy. You know, Jesus was not afraid to keep these particular ones at a distance. He wasn't afraid to touch them. He wasn't afraid to be... Uh, to be intimately connected with them. Um, He wasn't ashamed to do these things, uh, to engage with these fringe people. He, in fact, as as you make your way through the Gospels, you see that these are the very ones that he has these encounters with. These are the people who perhaps spent all of their life on the outskirts, on the, the fringes, and and longed for something real, for some encounter. So Jesus heals this man with leprosy. Um, in chapter 9, Jesus heals a man that's paralyzed. You know, he, he can't walk, he's lame. Uh, Jesus on heals the blind man and um, the man that was mute. You, you recall that, that there's the, the man with the withered hand and, and Jesus has him stretch out his hand, reach out that withered hand to him and he is restored in the moment and everyone praises God from it. These, just, just recall and visit some of these, these stories, these moments where Jesus provides deliverance and freedom from those who are oppressed with the very thing, the very thing that kept them out of that special place through the uh, Levitical law that, that even God gave. And so I just, uh, I, was, I was filled with a fresh appreciation I think is is the really the best word a fresh appreciation for what Jesus did 
with those who were in a in a I would venture to say a lesser covenant. I think plenty of New Testament scripture gives us, especially Hebrews, this greater covenant reality. I know that might offend some who appreciate this um, old covenant or the the Old Testament. Uh, so don't let that offend you, because I think Hebrews makes it very clear that we live under a greater covenant, and so. Um, What Jesus came to do in this in this new covenant, in this new relationship that he would make available to us, that um, he would just take it to the next to the next level, to the next degree, and and he made that available through himself. And he himself, you know, really when you, when we think about it, he himself is is a covenant. He he gives of himself so that we can be grafted into him and then we make our homes in him and he makes his home in us. He himself is a covenant. Um, and uh, anyways, that's I could probably ramble on for this. Um, so rather than uh, just go on and on, I, I guess I'll leave it with this. I just, uh, a fresh appreciation is found uh, for those who were disqualified from the Leviticus 21 regulation uh, in the priestly line. And we now, as kings and priests unto God, are all boundaries and all, all hindrances, roadblocks, obstacles, all have been made level and the way has made, been made straight through through the body of Jesus. He has wooed us with himself. And so, if you have not given yourself to, to Jesus, today is the day. Um, he eagerly longs to become united with you through your faith you have been saved through faith. Faith is the mechanism by which you unite with him. And then you begin the pathway of, of discovering him. And through the gate of salvation, you begin a journey of, of relationship and unity. And so it's through your faith in him through your um, belief in what he offers and what and and who your inability believing you're unable believing what he has done and made available to you and when you cling to that and turn deny yourself and follow him you begin the journey of relationship in nearness and intimacy so i pray that that would be something that you would pursue with your whole heart and that you would you would discover a fresh appreciation for what Jesus made available through himself. I pray this is a blessing, and we will see you on the next one. God bless. If it means that I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you.